Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Running. Uh, good morning and welcome to the View from the Crumbie Leicester Mercury's podcast on uh, all things Leicester Tigers. Uh, I'm Martin Croson. I'm Paul Jones. There's been no let up in the pace of events uh, at Welford Road recently, Paul, as Tigers now enter a three game end of season spell which will uh, make or break their chances of reaching the playoffs. <coughs> New head coach Matt O'Connor has slipped into, into the hot seat and he's quickly making his presence felt. Uh, it's the first home game in charge. He's the Tigers face Newcastle Falcons in a game they simply have to win with the return of uh, Dean Richards and John Wells to Welford Road. That means they'll have to put behind them the defeat at uh, Twickenham to Bath last week, their main playoff rivals, in what was a fantastic advert for the Premiership with lots of points on a hot sunny day in front of a crowd of over 60,000, even if the result went against Leicester. You covered the game for the Mercury Report. What were your reflections on uh, not only the game but the occasion down there and what the Bath had built as the clash? Well, I think the first thing you have to say is congratulations to Bath. It was always going to be a risk for them to take a game, a very important game, away from their home where they had a, an excellent record against the Tigers, recently anyway. Um, for them to pull in over 60,000 uh, and for themselves on top of that to get the result, it was uh, an all-win situation for them. Was I, did I also hear there was no trains down there from Bath on the day, which made it even more uh, a, a success for their t- ticket selling and marketing department? Yes, I think they had to, uh, anybody who wanted to travel by rail had to move uh, away from Bath to get the train into London, so it was mainly road transport for the, uh, for the supporters and, and those who... Um, uh, are based in London so to get 60,000 there's obviously a good smattering of, of Tigers fans there but the vast majority were, were Bath supporters um, so for them to get that number of people there uh, it was a fantastic effort on, on the club's part and um, one that paid dividends fully for them I say fully or almost fully because they um, they didn't quite manage to get the, the fifth bonus point uh, and Tigers got a losing bonus point which went a long way to helping the Leicester stay ahead in the race for, for fourth place. And there was a lot of points on offer in those last few minutes as I wasn't the poor with fourth tries and losing bonus points and... Well, there was a, a, a lot of space on the field to, to start with and uh, you know conditions were warm so players are, are, are tired uh, and you know made mistakes as the game went on. Uh, obviously, Tigers went down to uh, to fourteen with JP Peterson going off. Ten minutes remaining. Uh, Bath also lost a forward in the, in the last five minutes, so the space was even greater. And I was a little bit surprised that Bath didn't throw caution to the wind in in the last five minutes and uh, and try and get a, a fourth try. Um, uh, and equally, it was it was Tigers who perhaps had the last attacking chance. Uh, but a penalty from um, Owen Williams just failed to to find touch five metres out, and, and and that was a game done basically. And that left it uh, left Leicester and Bath exactly identical records in the win and loss column. I think it's eleven wins and eight losses at this stage of the season. But because Tigers have got um, a, a points difference greater than Bath of something mid thirties, um, it means Leicester kept hold of the fourth position and Bath stayed fifth. It's a straight shootout now with um, three games to go for the remainder of the season to see if Leicester can keep that fourth spot. And first up at Welford Road, uh, 
is Newcastle, a side with uh, lots of old faces in it, um, notably in the, not only in the management structure, but also in the, uh, the playing squad as well. Paul, how do you see this weekend's game shaping up? Well, first and foremost, we just hope it's a better game than it was at Kingston Park at the start of the season. Probably <laughs> much um, worse. <laughs> Tigers came away, I think it was 14-13 winners. Um, could easily have lost on that day with uh, uh, a late drop goal from Newcastle just, just failing when really they ought to have scored. Um, but really, it's a case of, of, of what Leicester do. And, and for Tigers, it's simply a matter of, of going out first and foremost, making sure that they, they win the game, which they are, are more than capable of. All said and done, they're playing reasonably well at the moment. That was a decent performance at Twickenham uh, last week. Uh, they just lost out to a little bit of, of magic from, from Anthony Watson. Uh, and as has been mentioned before, I think by Jordan Murphy, um, both of that sort of side they have the, the X factor in there and can sting you at, at any time. Um, having said that, Newcastle aren't short themselves with the likes of Nicky Gonover and Sinotti uh, Sinotti on, on the wing. So Tigers have to starve them of possession. Uh, win the battle up front, dominate from there and uh, make, the, make their own chances and make sure that they do uh, convert them this time. Are we really down to a shootout between Leicester and Bath for that fourth spot or can you see the sides just below them, Quinns and Saints, making any movements? Uh, both of those have got absolutely brutal schedules, whereas Leicester and uh, Bath not so bad. I can't really see um, either of those two making up the ground on Bath or Leicester unless Bath and Leicester have absolute nightmares on the on the three game running uh, both Quinns and Saints lost last week uh, Saints in devastating fashion really at Wasps had they won that game um, and they were minutes away from actually winning there um, they would think be within two points of Tigers and Bath and that would really have put them back in the shake up but five points back, it's hard to see them and, and Quinns making up that ground, both with horrible schedules, and they meet each other in, in the last game of the season too. And very briefly, a quick look at those last three games for both Leicester and Bath, I guess, Paul. Leicester, obviously, in Newcastle at home this weekend. They follow that up with Sale at home and then Worcester away. Bath, meanwhile, travel to Worcester this weekend. Then they host their local rivals, Gloss, uh, before they then have to travel to Sale. Can you see um, any potential slip-ups for any of the sides along the way? I quite like uh, Batham to uh, play local rivals, Gloucester, the following week. In, in something else that's worth pointing out, a game that's often quite low scoring because it's a local derby and pretty hectic and the big boshing up front with lots of good defences around. And Bath, Bath do need points if they're going to catch Leicester in these wins. With Gloucester, you're never quite sure what what uh, what is coming. I remember early in the season they were very good for for 70 minutes against Leicester and and, and blew up in the last 10 minutes um, at Welford Road. They were awful from the kickoff and and Tigers took them apart. But in between, they have put in some decent performances and their mid table position shows that they are a very inconsistent side. And you don't know what is ne is around the corner next from them. But it's a local derby, local prize at stake, and you never judge games like that. It, as we saw with Tigers and, and Northampton a couple of weeks ago, just about anything can happen on the day. Tigers running, well, you, you would expect them to beat both Newcastle and Sale at home. Uh, who knows what frame of mind Worcester will be in. Will uh, they be safe by then? I would imagine they'll be safe by then. I think they've got just enough in the, in, in the bank to keep them ahead of Bristol. Um, but... It might be that they still need points going into that game, which would make it a, a tense affair on on both sides of the uh, of the fence. Uh, back to the, the club itself, and some uh, disappointing news for all Tigers fans this week is that the news that um, Marcus Ayerza, the loose head prop from Argentina, is going to retire from the game at the end of this season. Uh, age thirty four, arrived here in 
2006 from an amateur club called Cardinal Newman as a complete unknown and has developed himself into not only one of the world's best loose heads but a huge fan's favourite at, um, at Leicester and he'll be sorely missed won't he Paul? Yeah huge fan's favourite um, because he gave absolutely everything whenever he steps out onto the pitch also you know a huge media favourite uh, as well because I think you know over the, his time at Welford Road we've both thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Marcos and uh, he's very honest um, very intense and very passionate about uh, about his game, um, and if you ask Marcus a question, you, you get an answer from him. Um, not a short one either. Not a short one, no. But uh, you always got the feeling that everything for him revolved around the scrum, and uh, if a scrum lasted eighty minutes, then he'd be more than happy to take part in it. Um, a, a lovely guy. Very sad to see him uh, uh, leave the game at, at thirty-four. But um, he owes rugby absolutely nothing because he's been a great ambassador for the sport and for Leicester Tigers. I remember hearing a good story about Marcos when he first came in that he used to uh, go around the whole of the dressing room before training or before any match, shake everyone's hand uh, whilst looking them in the eye and then move on to the next person having said good morning and it used to take three or four minutes and no one dares tell him to stop it because it was wasting time so on it went and I wonder whether he still does that now. I can believe he does, he's probably like a, a lot of sportsmen, they, you know, they have their rituals whether it's training or, or before a game uh, and they stick to them. Um, and let's be honest, Marcus has enjoyed more highs and lows uh, in the game. So it obviously worked for him. And uh, you know, more strength to him for that. Just finally, Paul, with with Matt having Matt O'Connor having been here for over a week now, can you see much change in the way Tigers are going to play in the last few games of the season? Is there time for that change, or is it too risky to alter the way they've been doing things? I don't think there's time for radical change, and I don't think at this time there is uh, any great need for radical change. Um, Matt spoke about putting one or two things right um, during the week when he he had his first press conference, uh, and it is only that it's tweaks that are needed at this stage of the season. All said and done, Tigers have got to fourth place in the table, you know, within spitting distance of of making the playoffs. So they must be doing something right. I think it's just tightening up the defence here and there and making sure that they do finish off the opportunities that they are creating because they are creating opportunities not necessarily putting them all away and over the next three games you have to make sure that they do that OK, that's about all from us this week enjoy the game if you're going down to Welford Road this weekend and join us next week whether we'll know whether Tigers have made that uh, big uh, step closer to the playoffs which will be with just two games to go after this weekend it's developing into a white knuckle uh, finale to the season and uh, let's see what develops over that time so from now